Hello everyone, your editor Daryl here. Every week we release a special bonus episode just for our Patreon backers over at patreon.com slash morris, full of material that there just wasn't room for in the main podcast. This is a special preview of what our Patreon backers get every single week. If you want access, make sure to back us over on patreon.com slash morris for just $1 a month or more, and you get immediate access to all 80 plus previous bonus episodes, plus a brand new episode every single week. So if you like this preview, be sure to support us over at patreon.com slash morris. That's M-O-R-R-U-S. So, and I've got, I'm going to go ahead and get this joke out of the way before we really, before Morris says hello, 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 and officially kicks things off. I said it last week, so I'm not going to say it today during the show. Why would you make an RPG about small seafood thingies? Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, wah, wah. Okay, out of the way, out of the way. Went down, went down about as well as it did last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got to represent Peter because Peter loves bad jokes. The, so. the word capers actually has three, uh, three kind of three meanings or three levels of importance in the game, actually. And none oh, of them have to do with uh, any sort of culinary um, <laughs> embellishments. Ah, that'll be cool. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is something. Is that something a horse does? Does a horse caper? They canter. They canter. They canter. Oh, trust people, me, people can go on capers. Trust me, I've spent many time on websites recently looking up horse words. So, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was that? That was me accidentally bumping my keyboard. Mm, I don't want to do that. Uh, and I don't know if you heard. Well, I'm assuming you did, but Daryl did a footnote in the podcast uh, where he, you know, we were talking about these animals are saving other animals. And he did some research on it, and he said the burrowing thing wasn't so much that the burrowing animals were popping up and saying, hey, guys, come on in here. It was just that the other animals were finding the burrows and going in, and the original occupants were like, yeah, okay, whatever, you could stay. They weren't, they weren't kicking up a fuss. Mm. But I did read several stories about dogs saving animals, and it's just crazy over there. Oh, that was Hudson. He, uh, he went Is there. Hudson went over there? All right. It was you, Hudson, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> What's that? What is that you're eating now? He ripped off. He ripped off his cone of shame, and proudly charged to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. funny is he's somehow tied to that table back there, and so he was moving around, and that table was moving, and I was like, if I didn't know, <laughs> if I didn't know Hudson was there, I I would have thought you had a poltergeist. It's wow. a so, ghost. Yeah. That would be amazing. Ghost. Yes. Was there a ghost called Caper? No, that was Casper. Casper. <laughs> Why am I imagining all these things that almost sound like Caper? The, well, the, the game's Capers. If you you can just yeah, you rearrange the letters, put the S in the middle. It's Casper. It's Excellent. Casper. And yeah. you know, word on the street is that Casper was a was a friendly ghost. So yes, yeah, that was word on the street. Oh, so he wasn't actually tied to the table. He somehow caught himself on the table for a second. Okay, because he's not literally tied to the table. No, no, he is, yeah. he is we need not, to though. have a companion podcast called 
the Hudson Chronicles, where we just observe what what Hudson does for about 20 minutes. And now join us for What Is Hudson Doing? <laughs> and you know what? It would probably there would, get, there would be a listenership for that. There would as well. be 500 that's the, that's the times yeah. the listenership of yeah. any yeah. Yeah. podcast. A video stream with just your voices very quietly, like golf, yeah. like yeah. golf announcers, just right. now he's walking to the table. Yeah. That would be amazing. And, and now Hudson seems to be deciding which ball to use. <laughs> At which point I retire from RPGs and <laughs> go full time into the. Uh... Hudson ends up with a caddy. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Interesting. I can't even. F- I- I'm assuming I got to find a link to this because when I'm searching, I'm getting a lot of Baldur's Gate because it was, it was Adventurer's Gate, right? Uh, Adventurer's Gate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't even get. Type in, I'm, type in board game. I did, and it's it's interesting. I'm getting all kinds of non-related hits. So well, if you, I mean, if you I, got, go onto my site and scroll yeah. back to Monday. It'll be there. Right. Yeah, if it's if it's relatively new news, there's probably not going to be right. um, a lot to pull up other than just right. the, a news blurb here and there. It is a quiet Monday. week, actually. News new, there it is. New D&D board game coming. I do read your site. Morris, I promise. <laughs> Ianworld.org. Peter, Peter, like- Peter sends me links to Reddit about which link to news reports that I've written. <laughs> Peter, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what, though, Morris mm. and Craig, there is a site in addition to Ianworld called RPGnews.com. Let me cl- let me bring that up and see anything jumps right out at me. That'd be weird if something actually jumped out at you. Well, they, you know, they keep making these uh, Flash and HTML5 and CSS, you know, does keep getting better and better. Uh, I see a playtest review of the Call of Cthulhu starter set. There is one by Charles Dunwoody. Yes. Uh, mm. And that, I would imagine that's on Ian World. Mm-hmm. So, yep. You've already talked about, yep, you've covered it, man. <laughs> you've, you've, you've covered it. Well, let's make something up. All right, so, all right. Make, up, make up some news, go on. <laughs> so, there's a new game coming out. It, it recently broke all records on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a tabletop RPG that uses non-Euclidean dice. Excellent. Yes, and, and every roll of the dice drives you deeper and deeper into madness. That's just standard like literal, days. like literal madness. <laughs> so, is it a non-Euclidean battle mat as well? Yes, it's actually uh, wasn't you know D and D fourth edition that was non Euclidean, was it? Because uh, a diagonal was the same distance as a straight on the grid. <laughs> yeah, it was that's five true. feet, whether you went diagonally or so. If you took a sort of ten by ten area, the distance from one corner to the other was exactly the same. The hypotenuse was exactly the same as the other two sides. Yeah, one equals one point four one four. Was that it? Ah. It's the same disc. That's the, hy- hy- the hypotenuse is 1.414. So, yeah, yeah, they just for simplification, because that was, you know, because third edition and previous, it always, you know, you had to do like the one, two, one, two, one when you went diagonally. Yeah. You yeah. had to count it for multiple squares. And I guess that was slowing people down. I don't know. Well, well they, needed, I, they, needed, they needed something to speed up uh, epic level play in fourth edition. Well, I hope in <laughs> sixth edition they use one point, what was it, 1.4? 414. Right, one point four one four exactly. I want I think, it that I think that's right. I might I might be sounding like a complete idiot to all the people listening. I think that's the number, right? Well, we do have a massive mathematician listener base. I mean. 
Well, sixth edition, because yeah, well, so here's the so fifth edition simplified things, right? Sixth edition goes the opposite way where you need an app that runs on that runs on a quantum computer in order to uh, to run battles, yeah, which sure. will appeal to a certain subset, right? Right. Yeah, there'll be like seven it. players. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah you'll, you'll have deep learning. You'll need a deep learning quantum computer in order to even make a character. I'm, I'm kind of wondering when someone's going to, because you know everyone's making rules like games now. Yes. I'm, I'm going to wonder when someone is going to just suddenly decide, right, this is it. I am going to make the most complex <laughs> game I possibly can. It's going to be like a thousand pages and there's going to be you know, rules for every single, and they're, they're going to be different yeah. rules as well. Not a common, right. not a common core mechanic. Different rules for every single activity you might engage in using different dice. No, I actually I some bring- of them using cards, maybe some of them using coins. You know, Jenga yeah. towers, the whole lot. I actually brainstormed that game years and years ago after playing. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Um, Years and years ago when I actually played in the same game as Jason Bowman, me and him and a couple Mm. of friends um, back in Milwaukee, we uh, uh, conceived of the game Constipation, the role-playing game for the anal retentive (laughs) role player in you. And it was literally that where an adventure would be something like climb the stairs. And every step you had to take, there would be like 50 steps that you'd have to take. Determine, roll randomly to, to see if the house catches fire. Roll randomly to see if a meteor strikes the house. Um, you know, and then you'd go through all of these possibilities, and then you'd make your check to uh, to to actually you know put, place your foot on the next step. And then every time you did that, now you're you know you're you're encumbering or uh, you know you're, you're stressing yourself. And then as you went, it would become more and more complex as you got to the top. It would take it would take a day to play like a game that would get you to the top of the stairs. You know, I bet if that went on Kickstarter, <laughs> there would actually would be fines for that. Oh, yeah. No, that's, this is, we just, but that's warming my 13-year-old heart. I was, the, I was the player that wanted to add encumbrance to the custom character sheets we were making. I was like, I want to see all the rules. I want to uh, see I them all. When I, was, when I was about that age, too, yeah, I did do a more detailed, it was for AD&D, um, I did do a more detailed encumbrance system, which took into more account detailed. size and weight and all sorts of stuff, yes. and your strength score and how long you've been carrying it for. And oh my god, it was insane. I I'm starting to think we were separated at birth, Morris, <laughs> because we both have a deep love of Dragonlance, and I loved crap like that when I was 13. So yeah. uh, it it just it fascinated me to watch the math and the rules and everything work together. Well, the but, difference was when I was 13, I had time. Yeah, yeah, and 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 unawareness of of who the of of how that looked from the outside. Yeah, because when you were yeah. when you were thirteen, you, you weren't really aware of the wider community of gamers. It was you and your right. friends, and you right. you would design these rules, and you just give them to your friends that right, we're using these now, and they go, right. yeah, all right then, fine, yeah, and whatever, they would, yeah, and you wouldn't get any real feedback from you know right. anyone but like your three best friends, so. Well, I exactly, and 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 also on a similar vein, I one of these days I'm going to write an essay called "In Defense of the Rules Lawyer." Now, let, hear me out. I can already see there, oh, like the anvil dropping. Right, just hear me out for a second. Like I'm, I'm not in favor of a player being a rules lawyer and disrupting the game and and killing everybody's fun. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But when you hand somebody a book 
especially certain personality types and say, learn these rules so we could play the game. And then you get into the game and, and they're wanting to use the rules. And then everyone's looking at them like, you idiot. Why are you wanting to use those rules? You mm-hmm. know, so uh, I, I've actually found rules lawyers to be very helpful. Uh, I have one in my current group. And what I've done is I channeled it into, hey, so and so, how does this rule work? Yeah, that's and my, they're, they're that's just a, do, They're too. just yeah, a yeah. handy encyclopedia. And that lets them have an important role. Because yeah. there's, uh, there's one in almost every group. Oh, there should be. Yeah, I encourage rules. If you're playing in a game group and you don't have a player in there that knows the rules inside and out, I encourage one of those players to become that right. person and to mm, sit right. next to the GM. Right. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> and then, but occasionally with a rules lawyer, you know, you say, we only have one DM at the table. Right, mm. because they're going to start saying, no, no, you should have done that. And it's like, okay, well, we only yeah. have one DM at the But table, also, if you but... need something looked up, they can be there looking this thing up while you're Dude. getting on with, you know, descri- describing the horse's silky coat or whatever it is you, uh, <laughs> whatever it is you describe. I, I think my rules lawyer in my current group has a, what is it called, an eidetic, eidetic memory or whatever, eidetic. where you have a photographic memory. Yeah. He, Matt, books, what's that? He could, he could quote. Be like it's on page of this and that from like every edition. He just oh, knows the stuff. I wish I could do that. Yeah, I'd love to have a photographic memory. That'd be amazing. Yes. The oh. only down, the only downside to having that good of a memory is you can never rewatch a movie or a TV show and be surprised. I suppose this is so. true. Yeah, yeah. you kind of do give something want, up. So what you want is a selective. Yeah, there you go. You want an on-off switch. You want to be yeah. able to flip it on and yeah. off. I I would love to invent a pill. I've thought about this variously that <laughs> like you, you take the pill mm-hmm. and for just a couple of hours, it makes you forget a movie so that you can watch it absolutely fresh. That would be good. But then yeah. after that, your memories of previous watchings are restored. But then Wouldn't that be fun? To, that, how would the pill know which movie you had to forget? Well, I see these are deep. We'll let it's the rules manage that stuff out. <laughs> details, details. Yeah, details. <laughs> no, I'm just the ideas man. <laughs> Right? <laughs> somebody else will implement. Yes. Yeah. Somebody somebody else could do the design work. <laughs> well, I I am not gonna deny a man this excited <laughs> his his first crack at it. It's like I just watched uh, a documentary called The Perfect Bid, and it talks about this guy who went on the prices right like 37 times. And he had to go like 14 or 15 times before he finally got called up. And, uh, you know, this is this is Craig's moment. All right, Shane, are you ready for your one? You know, I am. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I have to I don't really feel this, but in order to try to get my thousand or a million optimism points. (laughs) He's bouncing up and down. He's bouncing up and down. (laughs) Actually, every time when Morris comes on my show, I I subject him to this so he knows what it feels like. Yeah, and now Peter's, we are all fun guys. Yeah, yes. Peter's been trying to get me to do it for well over a year, and I refuse point blank. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's my name on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> behind you're behind this huge oak desk. Whose name is on the podcast, Peter? Giant gavel, kabam, kabam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dismissed. I'm wearing my special podcasting robes. Yeah. Yeah, overruled. <laughs> okay. 
we have this thing on uh, on Ian World. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Craig. Called the Fumble, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be supposed to be like Onion type articles, but sure. for role playing. And yeah, the comments sometimes are and like we people you do realize this is parody, right? This is we even put at the bottom. This is satire. Yeah. This is not real, you know. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, next one, and that is now going back to Craig, I do believe. Currently ahead, two million points to ten. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, our, that ten means something to me. <laughs> Those ten points were hard-earned. <laughs> uh, right, are, you, are you ready, Craig? Uh, yeah. This one is called Doom on the Warden. Doom on the Warden. Doom on the Warden. W-A-R-D-E-N. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what this one is <laughs> already, so um, Doom on the is, Warden. Is that a bead of sweat, I see, Craig? I am. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. If I didn't have to look at you, it'd be better. I'm going to put my hand up here and block your face. I can see you, I can see you staring, staring at me. Um, I, I would block my face anyway, but there you go. Um, I'm going to say this is a um, a supplement for a Call of Cthulhu um, for the for the Call of Cthulhu game where um, there is a, you know, a warden at a prison where uh, you know it, well let's say let, Call of Cthulhu at a psychiatric hospital right um, and the warden there is um, is uh, setting prisoners free. Um, as part of like the, you, you, you discover during the course of the story that he's you know, he's he's setting prisoners free as part of a cult, a, you know, an agreement with a cult and an elder something or other from out there um, to um, to avoid his untimely demise. And the characters, uh, the investigators in the Call of Cthulhu story, have to make sure that these, um, in some cases, insane criminals, and in some cases, um, monstrous people and um, uh, possessed beings and so forth never get out of this arkham style um sanitarium well that sounds awesome (laughs) 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 but it's not at all what it's about (laughs) Uh, so this is uh the tomb of horrors in space oh so so it's for metamorphosis alpha and it's by james ward okay gormage himself um, being published by Goodman Games, uh, and it's a it's a starship called the Warden, and this is a, a sort of Tomb of Horrors adventure of space horror um, set on this on this starship published as a hardcover hardcover. It says it's a, a hardcover, but it's only thirty two to forty eight pages, so it's a very thin thin hardcover. But yeah, it's a it's a short adventure, sci fi horror. It's basically a lethal dungeon crawl on a spaceship, basically. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so instead of uh, sticking your hand in the giant mouth where the tomb of uh, or the uh, sphere of annihilation is, you're gonna, pr- you know, t- flip the wrong lever and and get airlocked. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or, if, you or the, if you make the wrong choice, you might stick your hand in the antimatter reaction core. Yeah, yeah. so the, dis- the disintegration box. Metamorphosis Alpha. Is, well, I'll wait for uh, Russ to assign points to you there, and then we'll. Or take some away. <laughs> what? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you did kind of get it completely one hundred percent wrong there. Um, uh, so I think uh, you get a million points. 
<laughs> Why not? <laughs> so you're now on three million points. Oh, sweet. Good okay. job. I, I, was, I was waiting. You said a million points, and I was waiting for you to say deducted, and then yeah. music to play. Okay, three million points. I'm on board. All right, bring it. Come on, Shane. What do you got? Well, I was before I did that. It, Metamorphosis Alpha is interesting mm-hmm. in that it's it's of course seeing a resurgence in interest and popularity. It's it was it was a lot of people claim, uh, including James Ward, uh, when I talked to him. So I, I have no reason to dispute this that it was the first published mm. sci-fi RPG. Period, mm-hmm. yep. um, and it was published by TSR and like I mean way back in the day. I've got a copy of in it nineteen. Down here. Oh, what yeah, <laughs> so um and a lot of the and gamma world is unofficially related for legal reasons but gamma world <laughs> was intended to kind of be the planet-based version of metamorphosis alpha and blah 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 but that's all lost to history mm-hmm. so but what's interesting right now is you have goodman games uh publishing stuff for the newest edition of metamorphosis alpha mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Troll Lord Games is publishing uh, a, ga- a game called The Starship Warden, which is Metamorphosis Alpha in 5th edition. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with Metamorphosis Alpha right now. Uh, interesting. And it, and it this, like- this is for the, edi- uh, the original edition. Right. This isn't, for, this isn't for any new edition. So it's the original. And, and, and Goodman Games will do that a lot. They will reprint you know, old material in a, in a, in a shiny new format, mm. which I'm in full support of. Uh, so, but yeah, Metamorphosis Alpha is, it, it was basically what it was designed to be was a dungeon crawl in space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this thing, um, they describe it as Jim Ward's most devious adventure ever. <laughs> uh, it says it's part hex crawl, part deadly delve. Sweet. And, and, and instead of raw, instead of a huge boulder falling on your head, a bulkhead will fall on your head. There you yes. go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but you yeah. know those Death Star doors? The ones that go... Ksh, yes. Yeah. Like the most dangerous looking doors. Like, there's no right. way they, they like- got past any health and safety check or anything like that. But you, you, right. you miss time walking through that door, you're going to get decapitated at worst. Yes. At best. Right. That would... Yeah, see, the Emperor was actually like the original design. He looked at it and he went... Make it more dangerous. <laughs> I just... Well, he, he definitely saw, you know, all those bridges and things in the Death Star. Yes. He was the one that came along and said, remove those railings. You're right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. We need a big gaping chasm right here. And make sure that bridge is only one foot wide. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Emperor was not a, a good interior designer, I have to say. Yes. Yeah, he saw OSHA came through and, and made everything safe. He's like... This just never do. And he pulled out his he pulled out his red pen on the Death Star. Oh, well, I, I, I'm an architect in real life, and yeah, that that Death Star is full of code violations. <laughs> <laughs> well, stormtroopers are a dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah. A, lot missing, a lot of missing guardrails. Who's really the guy, terrible who's lighting the guy that's going to go to the Emperor and tell him that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I love all the like, especially in Cloud City, like the random antennas and aerials that you can. Just, oh, I'll just grab this antenna. Yeah, it's just yeah. there. Yeah. No, imagine no. You're on the Death Star and you have to report this uh, code violation, and the Death Star goes, <laughs> "Talk to Darth Vader." <laughs> you're like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'll get to that eventually when I get this other stuff done. 
What is interesting about this adventure is it's, there's this convention play mode for it where it's got three teams of pre-generated characters, each with different reasons for undertaking the quest. Nice. Which looks kind of fun. I wonder if they kind of interact with each other in some way. You know, like some convention games, you get that with these sort of mega delves and mm-hmm. stuff where all these different groups are playing the same uh, same dungeon. That would be quite where fun. Where they run into each other, yeah. yeah. Or they have, they have to work together to overcome a challenge. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Right, last one. Which this one? Is gonna be, this is the one that's going to be worth like three million. <laughs> so this one is, is yeah. worth two million nine hundred ninety thousand nine hundred ninety points. <laughs> it's a tie. Bizarrely, right. yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Don't look at me. No, that's just be... what the spreadsheet says. I didn't. I didn't yeah. make these numbers up. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean the scoring system is it's the maximum is, point value. <laughs> yeah, the scoring system is above reproach and is vetted by third party. Uh, or adjudicators yes. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Let me let me see. Which one am I going to choose for you? Which one am I going to choose? How about strange things afoot? Okay. Oh, that's really wide open. Have fun with that one. Yep. I'm stretching. Hold on a second. So I'm going to I'm going to balderdash this one. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna stream of consciousness. So um, it's 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 a uh, knockoff of Stranger Things, uh, but they thought they could get away with just calling it Strange Things, and and so instead of uh, instead of kids on bikes, it's uh, geriatrics on walkers that live in a local <laughs> uh, nursing home. And they noticed that, well, that you, Stra- you think it's that, Cocoon the movie. It's Cocoon the movie, and and they uh, they think and and when it comes out, it's either powered by Fifth Edition or the Apocalypse, one of the two, uh, because that's what you always fall back on. So I'm going to go with GURPS, and it's a GURPS based geriatrics on walkers hobbling <laughs> around uh, with a with a giant uh, feral and lethal foot. Uh, that is rampaging through the forest and people are disappearing. And now it turned into a Monty Python animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and they, they all, they, when, when, when the adventure starts, all of the geriatrics don't like each other, disagree. But by the end of the adventure, through the power of positive thinking, they can emit different colored beams from their chest that all come together uh, and, and, and form a rainbow hand that, that will defeat the feral wild lethal foot. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if only. <laughs> what bit of trivia I found out recently, you know, the main old guy in Cocoon. I've forgotten Wilford his name. Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Apparently he was only in his late 40s. When yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was... He's really scary. He got... I don't know how famous he got outside of America, but in the States, he got really famous for a while. Mm. Uh, he was in a show... Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but... He was like the the grandfather figure in yeah, the show. Yeah, he was the he was the the elderly patriarch. It was a family show. I can't yeah. remember either. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it had um, uh, it had another big name. The daughter was like a big went on to become a big name. Mm. But Wilford Brimley actually he was like selling oatmeal, and then he got <laughs> you know there's the famous meme where 
he uh, he got diabetes and was selling diabetes stuff. He didn't say diabetes. He wouldn't say diabetes. So he's actually a meme. Uh, anytime somebody talks about diabetes, they'll post him and they'll say diabetes. But anyway, <laughs> so there, there you go. A little bit of Wolford Brimley info. Uh, right. Anyway, should we, should we find out what Strange Things Afoot actually is? Right. Strange Things Afoot is a world yeah, where yes, yes, everything on the internet for. is true. What's that? Everything on the internet is true. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an even bigger balderdash than what I came up with. That's genius. It's a tabletop role-playing game that draws inspiration from creepypasta and urban legends. Uh, mm. And you play a middle to high school age student, which is the exact opposite of a, of a geriatric, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, there are it's nine worse character classes, and they're called cliques. And there's the entertainer, jock, nerd, preppy, new Asia, occultist, student, rebel, and scout. Alrighty then. That looks yeah, that that's... looks fun. Actually, I like. I love the idea of that. It does seem fun. What is the? Uh, what's it written in? Or like, what is it? Like, is it its own game system? Or um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's a game in development from Point of Insanity Game Studio. I believe it is its own game system, yeah. But it sounds like that, uh, you know, it, it, like Creepypasta, if you don't know, is, is is these really weird horror stories that people tell. On, it's like become a, a, a subgenre of horror. And I think it started on like Reddit or some channel forum somewhere. Uh, and I, I think Creepypasta is where like Slender Man came from, mm. if, if, I, if I remember right. So, right. yeah, it's, yeah. Hmm. Um, this, this is quite interesting. So it's got these things called um, tulpas, T-U-L-P-A-S, and um, they spread belief in their existence through the internet. Um, but one of the uh, side effects of that is um, characters can use the internet as a way to create weaknesses for the tulpas, presumably sort of hinging off that everything on the internet is true. So if you put it on the internet, I guess maybe... It makes that weakness a true, real thing. Well, I just posted that I got uh, three million and one points. So, <laughs> well, in that case, is it on the internet? <laughs> yes, sir. Then I can't argue with it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shane gets three million and one that points to Craig. for for getting it completely wrong. <laughs> I, just, I can't do that. To I just Craig. responded. I just responded to your uh, post with the words <laughs> "fake news." <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm getting a lot of upvotes for that comment. Hold on, so. hold on. I'm doing a tweet that says, Crazy Craig, Crazy Craig doesn't know what he's talking about. And at this uh, point in time, our favorite game in all the world swallows itself in its own self-generated black hole in a recursive loop of infinite proportions. Shall we just call, shall we just call it a draw? No, with as giddy, with as giddy as Craig was... I will I will willingly sacrifice uh my my ten points or whatever I got and, and, and let him be clear let him clearly be the winner. In that case I declare Craig the winner of our favorite Woo-hoo! game in the world for this week. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> he will treasure this memory always. That was fun. It is a fun game. <laughs> yeah, it's a He's it's just a not great... so keen on it, I don't think, but uh yeah. I, I, I think it's fun. 
Yeah, I think it's fun. Right. Um, next thing we're going to do is jump into capers, but I want to go and make a quick coffee first. So should we take a sort of two, three minute break and then and then we'll come back sure. and we'll do we'll do capers. Sure. Oh, get all deep. Yep. Alrighty then. Oh, my ears are hot. Oh, that's better. Coffee. Coffee is good. As of as of tomorrow, I will be in. Uh, the reason we're doing the um, podcast earlier this week is as of tomorrow, I will be in Sherwood Forest, and oh, yeah. I am going to be doing archery in Sherwood Forest. <laughs> I keep my Wonderful. eye out for any sheriffs wandering around. But yeah, no, it's my brother's 40th birthday and we're all going up to Sherwood Forest for, I think it's three days, four days. And there's a whole bunch of activities going on. Loads of this falconry, there's archery, there's uh, all sorts of stuff. It's going to be a real, I don't know, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. One of those two things. That sounds like fun. The only problem is it's the middle of winter, so it's going to be bloody freezing whatever we end up doing. Hello, I return. Hello. Were you discussing your upcoming holiday? Mm. Yes, yes, I am. <coughs> Quite looking forward to it. Also, it's been dry January as well. Yeah. So, uh, as, so of, you're heading... as of this weekend, I'll be cracking open the beer, and I am looking forward to that so much. <laughs> so you're heading straight to the whatever region that is in China? <laughs> China, yes, yeah. Man, that's... Sherwood Forest in China, you know, yeah. They probably have got a replica, are... an exact replica of Sherwood Forest in China somewhere. Yeah. Like every tree and every every leaf yeah. modeled exactly. That sounds like something... They do that, the don't Chinese they? They do, do. they do entire replicas of entire areas over there, like down to the last building. Do they? Yeah. It's really weird. Well, yeah, that coronavirus thing... You know, it's it's getting reported a lot over here, mm. and I'm hoping that it's you know a little bit of good old if it bleeds it leads on the news. Yeah. You well, know, I assume I'm, yeah, I assume so. your government's doing what ours is doing, you know, and uh, lifting people out. Which is, they brought a hundred and something people back, uh, and then they're here in Arkansas. There's one possible case, mm. but they don't know for sure. So, where where are you located, Craig? I'm in Atlanta. Okay. Are, is there is there are there people wearing the uh, the mouth filter things? Oh, there were there like were that? people. I mean, I was I was I went I flew last weekend um, to go up to Wisconsin to visit family, mm. and there were a, there were a handful of people with masks on at the Atlanta airport, which is um, the busiest airport in the country. Yeah, right. Well, that, um, that sort of place so, is a breeding ground for uh, for viruses yeah. and things, though, isn't it? Where are we? Keep us RPG. Right then, right then, let's do this, shall we? Yes, sir. Okay, then. Um, and right. I, you guys are going to hear the train going by here. I apologize. Um, wow, that <laughs> is loud. But, yeah. Uh, uh, whoa, I, I've got it. But, um. Yeah, such a, such a weird sketch. Uh, the, the other one I have in mind is a player that keeps changing his backstory spontaneously during a session. <laughs> And and the and the the GM spent hours like writing a campaign for his original yeah. backstory. So that's what, that's what was that's that one coming. we came up with halfway through the podcast today? What was it? Something about animals. Oh, no, optimism. And powers, optimism. Yes. Optimism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just nothing yeah. but optimism. Yeah, I crap optimism for <laughs> breakfast. Right. Yeah, he was he was a lot of fun. All right, so I've about got it printed here. Uh, let's see here. Uh-huh. 
Aha. Okay, make sure I've got it in order. Are they well groomed? Got it. Uh, I do. Horsing do around. So, horsing, horsing around. around. So, do you want to be? You want to go first, or be? I don't. I don't get. You want to be DM or play? I know we do it either yeah. way. So, well, I'll go DM first, and then switch over. Okay. Okay. Ready? All right. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> 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 right. Hey, man, I'm glad you could make it for tonight's game. I'm glad to be here for a good session of horsing around. Huh, I've, I've never heard of tabletop role-playing referred to that way. Really? Oh, well, to each their own, I suppose. Yes, to each their own. Let's get going, shall we? Yeah, of course. Let's uh, mount up, as it were. Okay, so your wizard Iquos finds himself arriving in a small village and... How many horses are there? Uh, what? How many horses do I see? Um, three. You see three horses. Are they well-groomed? Um... uh, Never mind, never mind, never mind. Small town like this, I don't expect too much. Right. Uh, Okay, so you need lodging, but you realize you've lost your coin purse. Probably that unsavory character you shared a campfire with on the road. Hmm. Do I see any general goods merchants? Mm, sure. Why not? Right. Right. I cast horse. Oh, okay. Uh, been a while since I looked that one up. Let me see here. Uh, fantastic spell. My wizard swears by it. Hmm, okay. Got it here. Hmm. It's handy, I'll admit, but how does it help you with your lodging? I mean, you've just arrived. Are you wanting to get back on the road? No, no, not at all. Uh, see there in the spell where it says the horse comes with a bit, bridle, and saddle. Uh, yes. Yeah, I pop them right off my shiny new horse, and I go sell them at the general goods shop. Oh, well, uh, well okay, I, I don't see why you can't do that. Yeah, see? Problem solved. That should be enough for a room and board for at least a night in a hamlet such as this. Right. Um, okay, so the next thing that... I cast horse again. Huh? What? What? Why? Are, are you wanting to sell the saddle and stuff from that one too? No, no, no. I, I just wouldn't want to be one of those players that abuses a spell like that. The, then why? I just want some company for the first horse. Right. Okay. Um, well, after watching your two conjured horses frolic like the best of friends, uh, what would you like to do? I want to trot right on over to the tavern to find adventure. Or perhaps I'll canter. You, well, you notice some of the townsfolk taking an interest in you. I mean, it's nothing sinister, mind you. It's just a, you're just a new face in a small village. Oh, in that case, I'll, I'll prance on my way to the tavern. On the chance any fiddies are watching. Oh, okay. I have to ask. Are you are you having me on? No, no, of course not. A stallion like myself has to look good for the ladies. One's gait is important. Um. Oh, okay. So you head towards the tavern, and look, look. I don't want to be a, a nag, but are there any fiddies watching? I I can't believe I'm asking this, but do you mean females of the humanoid or horse persuasion? Well, both, preferably, but either works. I can't, I can't believe this. Uh, all right. There are two actual fillies, plus a half-orc female that's dressed like a uh, scullery maid. 
all three are eyeing you. You know, that half-orc's a dark horse, but you never know till the race is run. Right. Uh, Okay, so as you uh, prance towards the tavern, you notice another person has just entered town. It's that same unsavory character you shared a campfire with on the road, the very same one you suspect of stealing your coin purse. It doesn't look like he's noticed you yet, even with all the uh, prancing. We're grabbing this session by the mane now, aren't we? All right, I have both of my conjured horses come get in front of me as protection. Can can you do that? Says right there in the spell, the steed serves you willingly and well. But, okay, but how do you tell them without the gut? You know what? Sure. You hear their clip-clopping as they both willingly obey your command. Ah, what a lovely sound. There they are, right in front of me. One might almost say, astride me. One might, if one wanted. Okay, okay. Using my mobile double-reinforced horse shield, I want to get within about 40 feet of him. Okay, well, he sees the two horses coming toward him, but he doesn't seem overly alarmed. Uh, he He's really just eyeing that same tavern you were. So you get within 40 feet. Uh, are you wanting to cast an offensive spell? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm close enough now. So I want to cast... Um, yes. Horse! Huh? What? You've never heard of the pony pummel? See, the way it works is I can summon the horse anywhere within ring. I'll try that again. See, the way it works is I can summon the horse anywhere within range. I want to cast horse about 10 feet right above him. I'll wager a sudden smack of thoroughbred bludgeoning damage will sort him out. If you must be joking. Come on, honestly, admit it. Hey! All right. Let me see your character sheet, would you? Ah, sure. Here you go. Let's see. Let me turn. The only spell you have memorized is a horse, over and over. It's the best spell ever created for the game. I've toppled kingdoms with it. They don't call me the equine enchanter for nothing. Okay, right. Here's the books. Here's my notes. You can finish this session yourself. I'm hoofing it. <laughs> what a nightmare this session was. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre such a bizarre sketch <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> I don't even know where the idea came from <laughs> alright All right. ready to switch yeah here we go alright All right. <clears throat> I, I just want some company for the first horse alright okay up to 14 <laughs> 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 One day I'll make it through a sketch. <laughs> right. Okay, after watching your two conjured horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be terrible at a comedy troupe. I would just. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> right. What? You've never heard of the pony pummel? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me start <laughs> hold on. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> what? You've never heard of the... P- <laughs> okay, hold on. 
Toi. <laughs> Well, that's all for this week. I'd like to once again thank our amazing backers here on patreon.com slash Morris. You make what we do possible. Until next week.